Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina The Power of Water and Water Life Science. We're into our 12th, starting here before long in 2020, our 13th year. I'm in research every day for over 35 years, and I found myself very fascinated with the lack of education, with health education, and what is happening throughout, not only in the United States of America, but throughout the world, that we're not getting the health education that we should to understand the common sense of why our lives are what they are and what makes up our lives. What makes up your life? Well, the day you were born, that little tiny baby came from a pocket of water. Well, how did Earth begin? Begin with water. Water. And as I have said, and my research is about for over 35 years with biologic aqua research, I have millions of dollars invested in the research of water out of my own pocket. And I find myself, with all that we've been accomplishing and doing breakthroughs worldwide, that people forgot. We do. We get so startled and so distracted with our lives because there's so much going on all the time. You get up in the morning and you begin your day and the tugs and the pulls of family and things and personalities and so on that we forget. What is this life all about? And the miracle of the gift to you personally, you as a person, the gift to you is to live on this planet with its motion and living with the solar system. We're all living with the solar system. The planet moves with a rhythm. If it didn't, it'd collide. But from the beginning of the eternity of the word time, it began with a drop of water. With that blue ribbon, I call it, round the earth. Something happened in that blue ribbon that had these little water droplets in it, but they hadn't fallen yet. All of a sudden, something happened after millions of years. A droplet came down on the planet Earth, living with the solar system. And as time passed, and millions of years passed, all of a sudden, that droplet absorbed into the planet Earth, went down in with an absorption, and began to develop below the Earth, and almost like you can visualize caves, but they're called aquifers, filling up with water. Filled up with water, and then when they filled up with water, the water would come to the surface and become a stream, a lake, a river, 
all the way to the lowest points, becoming an ocean. And then in time came what? Life. The beginning of life. Soil. Moss. Ferns. The beauty of our planet began to develop in a birth. And as time passed, guess what? Even more miracles happened. Human life began. But all of our life for each human begins in that pocket of water in the miracle of a mother. And she develops that pocket baby, that life in that pocket of water, and hopefully is able to develop a percentage of water per organ before the baby's born. It has to be a percentage to live with the planet Earth. Because once that baby is born, at that delivery, at that moment, and leaves that water, that baby begins an evaporation of water to death. What, is our, what are our symptoms? What is our life? Trying to work with not slowing that down a little bit, evaporation of water, to not get to dehydration of water. Slow that evaporation by maintaining good breathing, drinking adequate water by the glass, not sipping it, by a glass so it absorbs. Good nutrition. Moderate exercise. If you're athletic and you like to exercise, be wise. Do like our Tom Brady does. Balance it with with rhythm. I watch Tom with the Patriots. He balances. One of the quarterbacks one time this last year said, I think he's out there on a vacation sometimes. Well, it's because he paces everything. He cares about his health. He and his wife, Giselle, and their children care about their health. They're working at it. It takes work to balance it. He drinks water. And he knows that proper rest and sleep is so important to your attitude and who you are and where you come from. To not, to discipline. And that's where our life began as all of us, for all of us, is learn to discipline your impulses and instincts. Balance it with a flow, with rhythm, like the solar system is. When something gets out of rhythm, maybe you've got to get a balance, and it seems to do it. But water is your life. Water is the life of the planet for eternity. And water life science research is my goal and has been forever for my legacy on this planet for you to understand and everybody not to forget. The crisis of water worldwide is out of control. What is happening to the oceans to dump the garbage in there and warm up the water and saline, replacing, putting this over saline into the water after recycling. It's warming up the ocean. What does that do to our atmosphere? Because our atmosphere is water. Everything on earth lives with the atmosphere of water. It's like an electric rod. It's like we're the battery. Everything's the battery living with the electric rod of the atmosphere. Without that atmosphere, there'd be no planet. 
we'd probably blow up, become sand. And by the way, that soil is life. That soil is vital to this planet. It works with the atmosphere. Sand is electric. What is happening to California? (laughs) It's burning up. And I warned everybody many years ago. You cannot cut off those canals and let those agricultural farms turn into sand. And they will. And the aquifers begin to dry up. That changes the atmosphere. What is climate change? Sand changing the atmosphere. We've got to start studying. And that's what the show is all about. And that's what we do. Now, today, we have an exciting show, and I'm going to date it. Um, It's going to be airing just before 2020 and 2019. And we know that on um, December 30th, 2019, and the thing is, we're going to have this girl, I would talk to her, And I don't talk to a lot of my guests before I do the show. I want it to be spontaneous. I want us to enjoy getting to know each other. But this girl is amazing. And she's done something with her life as an athlete. And I find her so amazing that she's on our show today as a guest. And her name is Carolyn Moose. And we will introduce her as soon as we have our commercial, and then we'll come back with Carolyn. Today, our sponsor is Nature's Tears Eye Mist for Dry Eye. And I have to reveal, I'm the founder. Many years ago, they wanted me to study dry eye for over-evaporation of the eyes is causing dry eye to vision impairment to blindness out of control worldwide. I showed them what I learned after a year's research. We came up with a technology for humidifying a handheld portable device to humidify the eyes, to supplement the eye, to slow that down and work with discomfort and relief, to assist the procedures of LASIK, cataract, all the procedures, and then also cataract, I mean, pardon me, I'm sorry, the, the, um, the eye drops. So that makes it easier for them to use. People are overusing eye drops. And the eyes get addicted to that and over-evaporate. Evaporation of the body, as I've taught you, is what causes you to have symptoms of problems. You've got to control that. But the organ of the eye at the surface is 99% water living with the atmosphere to slow that down. But what happens to our choices of life for what we do with our bodies and our health and then living with the atmosphere of how we get around and live, over dry eye is causing a problem to blindness and blindness is getting out of control. Our sponsor today is Nature's Tears Eye Mist, the tissue culture grade of water to be able to supplement so simply that delicate tear film for you to have relief and comfort. And think of it like the toothbrush. They invented a toothbrush 
way back in time when Nalthakay was out of control, way back, causing death. But it worked. Here comes nature's tears I missed, but just a supplement to have that daily application to, for your health and what you need require for dry eye. I will, we'll listen to our sponsor, and we're going to come back with that young gal, Carolyn Moose, a very well-known basketball player worldwide. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Carolyn, are you with us? Yes. I want to introduce you to the uh, to the audience, Carolyn Moose. And you've been, um, you're an American citizen and you live in the United States. Uh, but you've represented the United States with what you became, began to do in your life as, as a basketball player, an athlete, and very health conscious, I'm sure. But tell yeah. us today, before we begin, Carolyn, your life. Where did you grow up at? So I grew up in Minnesota, and I attended a private school in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, my mom is from Los Angeles, and I really do value where I grew up. Sports are very, very popular. As you can imagine, the winters when they're zero degrees and, and negative 10 degrees outside, a lot of kids, they do go to gyms, you know, for a social experience. So for me, I, it was conducive to being a student athlete, growing up in an environment that was very athletically oriented, um, academically as well, but very, very grateful to be able to play it and play sports from such a young age as well. Wonderful. Now, when you chose, how many, how many different sports were you in before you found basketball to be your love? Yeah, great question. So I have one older brother, and I wanted to be better at him at everything he tried. <laughs> so if you can imagine, that is anything from co-ed hockey to flag football, to soccer, tennis, swimming, um, golf for a little while. Um, and I didn't pick that up until later in life, and that's a whole other conversation about patience. But, you know, as, as a child, you gravitate to things that you acquire um, kind of organically. And, and golf is one of those things you can spend eight or nine years and then become a great So golfer. then so what did he do with basketball? You chose basketball later. <laughs> you know, a little bit of time. Um, and I now, did he get into I, basketball, too? 
Did he get into Yeah, so I, I was going to share with people that I, I actually got into basketball later in life, in sixth grade, because for me, it wasn't until later sixth grade life. a coach came to me, yeah. and she said, you know, you're six feet tall. You may want to just try this game, you know, pick up a basketball, see how it goes, see how you love the game. And I always tell children this, but the very moment I came home for my first practice, I said, Mom, Dad, this is it. This is my favorite sport. I found my place. I found my home. I love and you said that in the sixth. Excuse me for interrupting. We do that grade. as talk about shows. You you said that to your parents in the sixth grade. Yes, I, I knew instantaneously <laughs> that it was something where the passion piece, and this is a message that I like to give student athletes, is you have to have that instantaneous passion and drive, and that will result in work ethic. I think a lot of times when parents, you know, look at, I want this for my child versus the child wanting it for themselves, they're almost living vicariously through an experience versus, you know, just observing, you know, going out and watching your child, asking them, how did you enjoy practice today? Tell me about your coach. Tell me about your teammates. And those types of things gives you accurate information about longevity, you know, and if you really love Well, and also, Carolyn, you must have had, you must have had a really good support team with your parents. You know, they're, they're good balance. Um, my mom's a former psychologist. Um, my dad is very analytical, uh, more of a, you know, lawyer, you know, crystal clear type communication. Um, so I think the combination of Letting me do my own thing, but also asking good questions. So for a mm-hmm. parent to be a little well, then bit they have involved, to trans- didn't they have to trans? Didn't they have to transport you to a lot of places all the time? Absolutely. You know, a role of a parent. Yes. I'm not a parent yet, but I do look forward to having children. The role of a parent. I'm, I'm very familiar because I've been an athletic director, and the amount of traffic that you potentially do battle to get from A to B. Um, When you have multiple children playing different sports, oftentimes they're playing at different locations. So logistically speaking, when you have student-athletes as children, the life of a student-athlete gets incredibly Mm -hmm. busy, especially once they start playing at a very high level. So with that being said is time management skills. You know, there's a huge component of that that results in everything being mapped out to the minute. And I think for a lot of parents, they don't realize initially that, wow, this is going to teach my kid how to be a great working professional. This is going to teach my child how to be organized at the D1 collegiate level. So it's actually providing them skill sets that translate way beyond the game itself um, in terms of time management. So being busy is a good thing. You know, when you have an hour and a half to do homework. Now, did homework, you, uh, I'm going to ask a question here, too. I've got another question. When you were young, and you were your parents were very supportive. Uh, were you taught to really think about and be proactive about your health, though, at the same time while you were d- developing to be an athlete as a young girl? Uh, did, were you taught how to how to sleep, how to uh, eat, how to do certain things as a young girl, so you could take care of yourself and your health if you uh, with being in athletics, but keep up with your school and rhythm and discipline yourself. Were you taught those things along with being let, letting you have your passion as an athlete? Yeah, those are great questions. When I look at parents and environmental components, there's a huge influx of awareness around nutrition. For me, I was very fortunate. I grew up with a mother who, number one, was very passionate about lifestyle choices. 
Um, my father is too, but I would say my mother was very involved as far as preparing meals, you know, making sure I had a snack and a pre-game or a pre-practice meal that was packed the night before, and not only doing it for me, but having me involved so I did it for myself. And I think that's the key component when it comes to nutrition is showing, exemplifying, and consistency. So if you can be a role model for a child, you're eating clean yourself. You're showing them how to prepare those snacks and meals. You're packing things that are portable, non-perishable. You have a lunch pack, you know, with ice pack in it. You ask for a mini fridge at school such that student-athletes can keep their healthy snacks in a fridge. My mom was very involved as far as uh, we call it study hall. And study hall was able to have a mini fridge, you know, and also a 20-minute nap period mm-hmm. before practice. So there are some key wow. components that she was a huge part of that allowed I'm her impressed. lifestyle modification. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I'm going to ask real quickly because my field has been studying water evaporation forever. Uh, do you, did, you, did she think about reminding you to learn how to drink water? Absolutely. Hydration is so essential. And I always, when I was an athletic director and also a coach for boys and girls, I said, have a water bottle on you all the time. And I also do talk about mm-hmm. alkaline water, electrolytes, etc. But water is essential. And I drink water all day long, especially while you're traveling mm-hmm. as a pro athlete. And I was a pro athlete. Um, also playing USA mm-hmm. basketball, where you're traveling overseas, different time zones, you're on a plane for hours and hours on end, um, you know, a lot of people do get dehydrated if they're not consciously making sure they're taking water on a consistent daily basis throughout the entire day. So I speak so highly of water. I don't drink alcohol. I don't, there's pretty much no other liquid I put in my body other than being a teenager and drinking milk and, you know, getting whole fruits, but I do stay away from anything but water now. Water is my liquid uh, consumption right. throughout the did day. Did you find, Carolyn, did you find, and we're going to move on here too, but uh, with your, what you've been doing, but did you find that uh, that some of the kids were not drinking enough water and had a certain incidences where the dehydration of the water evaporation really got them sick or they were not able to perform because they didn't drink. Uh, They were too dehydrated. Did you ever run into that as a young girl to learn that too? Yes, absolutely. I think that I would say in middle school, probably 50% of my teammates did not bring a water bottle to school. Dehydration is real. I think especially in sports like track and field, Mm -hmm. um, sports where you're out Mm -hmm. in the heat and you're you're running around, so you're not necessarily putting something on your back. you know, as far as the water bottles. So I think it's really important to take mm-hmm. a look at accessibility, too. Right. You know, I have to remind you of something because you're young, but I'm 78. But I find myself, when I started this way back over 35 years ago, Carolyn, the invention of a water bottle to carry with you. I, I used to find, I live in a, t- a small town in southern Oregon in Grants Pass, Oregon. And I go to this summer concert in the park, and once in a while, you'd run into people carrying a water bottle, and then all of a sudden, you go now, and these, all these people, a lot, a lot of people are starting to carry a water bottle. They invented that during your era, and so the carrying water wasn't always as easy as it became with the invention of water and a bottle like that. But back to mm-hmm. your, your passion and then as an athlete, 
you then went off to college, I'm sure. And uh, did you play in college? Yes. At the university? Yes, so I played at... Okay, and which university did you go... Which university did you go to? I attended Stanford. Where? So, Stanford in Palo Alto, California. Okay. And then you develop more passion there. Yes, I would say for for me, I went into Stanford knowing that my lifestyle choices were very set. And then at that point, for me, it just augmented to, okay, bringing snacks to the classroom, bringing snacks to two-a-day practices. I actually did meal prep myself because I lived on campus my first year and off campus um, years after that. So it's really a decision Uh about preparation, time management, and accessibility and convenience. So for me, it was... And that makes a good good athlete, too. That discipline is a performance. Um, I'll let you all reveal something, and I won't discuss it much, but I'm an AAU official years ago in swimming, and uh, my daughter uh, was a a swimmer from the third grade on, and we used to have to get up every morning and go to another city for her to swim and go back again that night. Um, and she came back to school. So we had to really discipline her health, uh, her meals, and I'd already been studying nutrition before she was born. But I wanted her to know what was healthy for her, to keep up with her grades, keep up with her music, and, yeah. uh, and, and discipline. To, and the to mention the as well is that, you know, it's coach, not necessarily I'm about... real quickly. Yeah. Yes. I used to, the coaches used to say, and make sure she makes her bed. And I thought, you know, I forgot about that. Because that way, when she gets out of bed, the discipline begins. And then all of a sudden, stair-stepping into um, being a good athlete, but making sure you're healthy. And the better athletes do work on health. And it's obvious you were grained from, with your mother's uh, uh, influence there, that your, your, your performance was going to depend upon your health, right? Yeah, and one one thing I wanted to mention uh, previously is that there's a big difference between discipline and desire, and and for me, desire is a prerequisite to quote unquote consistency and, dis- and discipline. If you desire the lifestyle you choose to lead, it becomes habitual. If you feel you're disciplining quote unquote yourself, that's never going to work. So for me, I love the way that I live to this day. I prefer not to. Well, you learned how to balance. You learn to how eat to clean. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, for me, it's, it's a choice. It's a, yeah. it's a daily choice. Right. And it's also, for me, a preference versus, you know, mm-hmm. physically saying, okay, this is what I have mm-hmm. to do. It's what I want to do. So the moment someone right. can embrace what they want to do and it becomes That's their right. natural gravitation and it's an organic adherence, at that point, you realize right. that you have found a system that is number one, balanced, number two, healthy, and number three, sustainable. Right. And I think that the key is really? when, when so I, yeah. I stay away from the word discipline. I, I don't believe in the word discipline. I believe in the word, you know, finding your space and, and passion and desire. And once those pieces yeah, come I, together, the work I, ethic will come. Something, yeah. I'll share something with you where why I like it to, to balance the rhythm. I agree with you with passion. And there's some people that can do very well at, in their lives 
but they don't have the same passion. And they can kind of surprise themselves with how to think not so impulsively and be uh, balanced out. And that's where I came up, and you said something uh, just a few moments ago about uh, uh, you didn't say the word rhythm. You said what other word? I forgot what it was, but it's the rhythm of our life that we learn to perform with. It's like uh, some people shock themselves on what they can learn with with certain disciplines of thinking. But I don't mean, in other words, um, artificially. I'm talking about rhythm and keep up that rhythm. Don't be so impulsive about it. There's time and place for impulsive, and there's a time and place for emotions. There's a time and place. And when you get into science and you study the behavior of science, of people out there in the world, in our life, and our blade of grass, and the trunk of the tree, and the living with this planet, you learn that rhythm, that world, the rhythm, is what I'm after, with understanding how to stop Think, uh, don't always do what comes to us is so passion, because sometimes that might be a little more impulsive to be that way. So that's how I look at it with uh, scientific side and, and health issues and being proactive. But I agree with you. You're brilliant about what you're thinking. Now, what, what happened when you became a basketball player for Stanford? Did you go on to to playing uh, after uh, after you left the university? Yes, so I played um, USA Basketball in high school, so I traveled the world, and that, to me, was a prerequisite to, number one, enjoying being very independent, being resourceful, and being okay living in, in places where no one spoke my language, frankly, and, and cultural norms were a bit different. So after Stanford, I was drafted to Phoenix, and then I ended up living in France and playing for FIBA, as well, and typically FIBA is about six or seven months, and then it segues right into a WMB season. So after finishing in France, I actually was picked up by Miami, and at that time, I literally had five to seven days in between the seasons, which is fairly common for a lot of women that they play year-round. So they'll play back-to-back seasons, Mm -hmm. and some people aren't quite aware of what that entails, but essentially... You have two-a-day practices. So in Europe, typically Monday through Sunday, you have one or two days off, and you have one to two games a week. You have a scrimmage as well. We had a men's team that would scrimmage us every Wednesday. And with two-a-day practices for six or seven months, it's a lot of volume. So for players to take care of themselves, getting back to our main objective here, which is to talk about you know, health and lifestyle choices, hydration, nutrition, not drinking alcohol, not doing drugs, making sure that you're getting your sleep consistently eight hours every night, going to bed early, waking up early. And those type of biorhythms that are conducive to loin risk of injury is so important, especially when you're playing back-to-back seasons. No player can say, you know, honestly, in the NBA, yes, the NBA is very long, and I think it's wonderful that they play so hard and they, you know, their bodies are, are big and strong and they go hard. But to play back-to-back seasons overseas, going straight into a full WNBA season, it's quite demanding. So it's, now I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you, Caroline. I'm going to ask you something. Um, you mentioned yes, the primary. Do you do they teach uh, 
to athletes how to breathe? Yeah, so breath work, I'm a yoga instructor as well. Um, so well, I'm thinking more like Qigong. I'm thinking more like Qigong and Tai Chi breathing. Yeah, um, how to breathe with the atmosphere and bring that, let that toxin come out, and then bring that atmosphere in and get that breath going. Keep that breath going. Do they teach that? Yeah. So what I was going to say too is, um, as a yoga instructor myself, a lot of the component of the last 10 to 15 minutes is breath work, and I'm a huge believer in it, Um, so I was exposed to that type of training playing USA Basketball, so at the Olympic Training Center, Mm -hmm. they do have individuals that integrate breath work specifically, and that could be a 10 to 15 segment, it could be, I always encourage people, whatever you learn in breath work training, implement that when you're stuck in traffic, you know, implement that when... You know, you're waiting in, in a long line and you, you just need to relax. So breath work can be applied in so many contexts, you know, when you're on the runway, you know, on a flight <laughs> relaxing, and you're trying to relax. Relax in so, traffic. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of VO2 max and, and the, the beauty uh-huh. of full lung capacity and being able to utilize oxygen the most efficient way possible. And being Good able for to you. I'm glad I brought your up. Now, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and you're going to teach us more about what you've been teaching and uh, your life, what you plan and what you've been doing and where you want to go with it, because you are that special person in America representing the United States. Don't go anywhere, Carolyn. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, for dry eye with just a mist. Be able to surface of your eye is 99% water. It has an over-evaporation. What is dry water evaporation? Eye. The surface of the eye, over-evaporation. The breakthrough worldwide is Nature's Tears Eye Mist with just a handheld portable device to humidify whenever you want to, to relieve and to supplement that supplementation that's necessary to slowing down that evaporation. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist. But just a mist, and we'll be right back with Carolyn Luce. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Today, audience, our guest worldwide with Voice America is Carolyn Moose, who's been teaching us a lot from her life. She's an all-American girl. Um, Carolyn, you were telling us about the, what you've been teaching your athletes. Now, you have become a trainer. Um, explain that to our audience, what you're doing now. Absolutely. So the beautiful thing about technology is I'm able to work with individuals by Skype, FaceTime, Google Hangouts, email, text, and phone from anywhere in the world. So for me, it started when I became a professional athlete after Stanford, and I realized that I had clients that would miss me if I went to go play basketball overseas. So at that time, I started utilizing Skype for virtual yoga training, and for me, I really enjoyed being able to affect people's lives from, number one, the comfort of their own home, number two, seeing their progression, seeing the results they were getting because we were able to stay in touch, the consistency factor of it, you know, and the the reality is a lot of people don't have the necessary structure and the necessary consistency to yield results, and if you don't get results, well, oftentimes, of course, you're going to be a bit frustrated, so... For me, my systems allow for people, again, to be based even in Europe. They can be on a different time zone. A lot of times I might be giving a 6 a.m. yoga class that actually might be 6 p.m. elsewhere, <laughs> you know, and they, they ask me <laughs> yoga sessions. So um, my mm-hmm. website is fitforlivinglife.com. That's fitforlivinglife.com. The reason I chose that name is that the reason for fitness is health is so we can live our lives better. So the more that you take care of your wellness now, the longer, higher quality life you'll have down the road. So it's fit for living life. I think everyone can actually experience life more fully um, when you have your nutrition, your training. Um, I do offer weight room, cardiovascular, yoga training, and I also still work with kids for basketball skill development. I absolutely love working with boys and girls. And for me, it's something where my demographics have ranged from five-year-olds all the way to 85-year-olds, working professionals. I do also work with pregnant women. Um, I haven't had children yet myself, but most definitely look forward to those chapters. And I've successfully taken pregnant women from, you know, all the way through two months, all the way to the delivery of their baby and in a very healthy and well-balanced way because of my CUs and pre- and postnatal nutrition as well as pre- and postnatal fitness. Um, so I really enjoy working with women, men, um, elite athletes, pro athletes, and also children. Now, I wanted to ask you, when you're discussing nutrition, because, you know, um, that's something we found. I'm in the medical field. That's what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And the, not over in the nature's department, over in the medical field with what I do with 100% water. Um, Nature's Tears I Miss, by the way, is sold in the drugstore department. But anyway, 100% water. Uh, one thing I always want to learn is when you talk nutrition and we discuss that education, what have you learned that is uh, coming? Because we've learned in the medical field, in science and research, and um, as the physicians are learning finally. Nutrition is like the next medicine to go along with the medicine. In other words, it's vital to you. Uh, what have you learned is the, uh, what, you, what is the best nutritional balance for individuals that for their is, health every day? And especially for the athletes, for the young question. athletes that could be listening. Yeah. Yes. So, what is, what uh, is that? a few things. 
Um, the number one thing I would focus on is strategic macronutrient profiling, which is the ratio of proteins, carbohydrates, and fats relative to meal timing. For example, if you take an endurance marathon runner and then you take a defensive lineman in the NFL, their bodies metabolize nutrients a little bit differently based on the style of workout they're going to do on a given day. With that being said, strategic macronutrient profiling allows you to plan pre- and post-workout meals relative to nutrient absorption and also relative to what types of glucose you need when. So the second component of that is glycemic index, understanding how carbohydrates are rated on the scale of 1 to 100 and when to have what types of carbohydrates to optimize the absorption of glucose. And when you combine the glucose with amino acids, that's going to help repair your muscle, but you have to make sure you get the right macronutrients at the right times to, number one, repair now, your body, Carolyn, I'm and number two, perform also, your body. Okay, I'm going to get you to also yes. with the audience out there that are not as savvy about those description of words. Where I'm famous worldwide, with all the scientists that I work with worldwide and physicians, I love common sense. What is the common sense to what you just said, to help people who didn't understand all of that formulation of what you were just telling them about those different descriptions. What what yeah, do we learn keep, with the common sense? Yeah, to keep some of the concepts a little more simplified, you know, and that's honestly right. one of the reasons a lot of people do work with a professional is because they allow them to do the work for and with them. I'm a big fan of not just doing things for people, but educating them in the process of implementing strategic change. But I think the number one way to simplify it is the biggest mistake people make is they don't understand what key nutrients are doing what function in their body. So I'll give some takeaways for the audience. This is what I'm going to give the audience. Number one, carbohydrates give you glucose, and glucose is the primary source of energy. So physical and mental energy come from your carbohydrates. Proteins give you amino acids. And amino acids are the number one source for muscle repair. And then good fats, and when I say good fats, I mean mostly unsaturated, and that's going to help protect your, obviously, your saturated fat levels and cholesterol levels are very important to watch. Those are going to protect your organs. It's going to help with quality skin, your hair, nails, overall health and wellness. So it's essential, such as olive oil, mixed nuts, avocado, that you're getting your good fats every day. So if you can think of foods in categories versus independently, so for example, if someone has a sandwich, that whole wheat bread or the pita bread is going to be your carbohydrate. Hopefully low sodium, you know, turkey for one example, is, or tuna, you could do that. Wild tuna is great protein. That's going to be your amino acid. Um, there are different levels of amino acids that are better for you. Ones that are more complete would be things like egg whites, you know, egg whites with one whole egg great source of amino acids. So those are going to be your proteins. Now, as far as good fats, you might have some avocado that you put on your sandwich, or you might put a little bit of olive oil and whatever you cooked and put on your sandwich. So it's very important to understand that foods will always fall into one of three categories. And those three categories is going to serve as a specific function within your body from a physiological standpoint. Brilliant. Brilliant. You did it. (laughs) Now, what people need to think about, you don't have to be an athlete. 
You could be just in, get up every day and go to work and stay in training. I've had scientists on here when they said that people, a lot of the accidents at work and, and lack of performance at work that people have uh, during their work is because they haven't been really taking care of their health issues. They're living to, yeah. they're not thinking about staying in training to be a good employee to advance yourself and become a better employee for your people to be success. Representing the whole United States and those 50 states as you go to work every day is representing the whole United States and the world to be yeah. perform and be good at what you do and stay trained at it like the Health Olympics. And then on, when you want to sit back and, and take the day off, we can cheat once in a while. Oh, by the way, Carolyn, what do you do when you cheat? Do you have a, a food that you do that you cheat? <laughs> you know, oh, God, I shouldn't do that. Oh, cheat. No, I, I actually what? eat what? clean all the time because I truly love it. <laughs> so you don't have a moment that uh, you have a hamburger. No, I actually, you know, for me, I eat um, a ton of salmon. I eat a lot of large omelets, you know, one oil. Okay. And I eat maybe bison once a month, which is a red meat that's a lot leaner. I eat turkey or chicken okay. once or twice a week. But I, I'm, I'm extremely okay. consistent. Yeah, and I, I love it. I My body craves good, healthy food. Well, that's, so I think for th- that's what I was wondering because I have one of my physicians on my research team um, uh, who came from being a scientist, but he became a physician too. But anyway, he um, he even flies when he goes all over the world and travels. He flies food in to make sure he gets what he's supposed to get. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's, so you, you know, sound you sound almost um, like that. <laughs> that's a good topic to cover, and I can actually touch upon that. Um, as a former professional athlete who traveled so much, one homework assignment I always did was look at the closest grocery store, and this could be in the middle of Lithuania, it could be in the middle of Slovakia, oh, you know, in the middle of oh France, and what I would do is make sure that I stocked up on the foods that I knew I wanted on a road trip. So. Even to this day, if I go on a short vacation, you know, three, five days, I always map quest the closest grocery store so I can get my produce, my snacks, you know, things to put in a mini fridge, um, depending on where I'm staying. And that's just habitually a part of what I do when I travel. So I literally don't not eat clean. I really enjoy eating clean all the time. It's who I am. It's what I enjoy. I know. (laughs) Um, He does drink... uh, um, a beer. <laughs> but he, yeah, I don't drink at all, ever. <laughs> I know, I yeah, but and I don't either. But back to the whole thing, and I my world is drinking water, but back to the yeah. whole thing. Uh, you Now, have you noticed in athletics that, or day, everyday life, everyday life, because you're dealing with what you do as a trainer for, people that are not athletics, that they're, they could be pregnant and they could have a child in the home who needs some extra attention and extra education. Um, uh, have you found that people are really receptive to what you're trying to do for them and, and they're, they're getting, that, that you're, uh, you're getting more, people are getting more attracted to you. And I'm sure yeah. this show with it's an algorithm will help that too, but because we do Most trust definitely. I think, more. you know, 
to answer your question or statement too, is that a lot of people don't know until they start, number one, that they can feel different. Number two, they can right. function at a more optimal level. And your basis of comparison will always be the same until you change. That's a really strong right. statement to make for right. people. But if you live the same way you have for the last 15, 20, 30 years, and you never take a step towards something different, how can you make a statement about, oh, I'm fine where I am? So the biggest feedback that I get is, wow, I've never functioned better. I've never felt better. I've never felt stronger. My body recovers so much faster from workouts. And that's all by changing nutrition, sleep patterns. Again, I don't drink all alcohol. All doing a better but performance or cutting work. out alcohol. You know, so it's those changes oh, no. that really do help with with feeling different from the inside out and then functioning at a very high level. And that is fulfilling for me. It gives me so much joy for people to give me that feedback and to say, you've changed me for life and I'm never going back. And that is the coolest feeling and the most rewarding experience to help someone permanently change their life through their lifestyle choices. That could be a person who gets up every day and goes to a job like the truck driver, uh, the... uh, yeah, the individual who's driving big equipment uh, out on the road crew, um, uh, ditch digger, somebody who's going to the far uh, ranch to work on the farm. It could be to yeah. high-collar workers. It's everybody. How do you perform when you need when you want to be good at what you do, and how do you learn how to do that? Is taking better yeah. care of yourself and in training. And you'll find your performance and attitude. Now, every time I hear somebody be um, abusive to another person as far as making them bully them, let's say bully people, when I watch somebody bully another human being and not be respectful by bullying them to try to get them to get upset, and that's what they're trying to do is get them upset by bullying them. Oh, you watched it on on your court when you were performing. They want to get you upset. They're going to bully you, get you yep. upset. So hopefully you'll have to, you'll come back and want to uh, defend yourself, defend yep. yourself. I, and then what does I that, think what the does biggest that do? Thing was, that gets your performance off. And that's called yeah. emotional health. Emotional health is vital, right? I think the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to observation of quote unquote bullying in it, and that could be on the basketball court, it could be in the school you know, it could be in the, oh, the research anywhere. scene. It it's a reflection of insecurity. And I think that a lot of times when kids find voids within themselves, they displace that insecurity by trying to create a position of power as a result of bullying. Um, for me, I was never that child. I was never that kid that made fun of anyone for any reason because I had sympathy. And I think oftentimes as teachers, parents, mentors, if we can talk to kids about what that means to lift people up versus taking people down. And the smallest thing could be seen as bullying to a child that maybe to somebody else is a usual sibling rivalry they do at home. So they might misinterpret it thinking, oh, I was just trying to be funny or I was just trying to make a little joke. Well, they have to be a little more aware of their social surroundings. And that could be in sports. It could be in academics. It could be on the recess field. But again, the displacement Carolyn, of insecurity is, is really challenging. What I'm trying to get there, to, though, is that person who's 
going out to pick on another person to try to get them upset and get them to get off, to hopefully they'll get off track and try to defend themselves and they'll lose momentum. They'll not be good at what they're doing. Is it possible is it possible that that person that's doing it is not a healthy person? I don't even know if I want to give them an excuse of being uh, not confident. Is it possible they're, they're not knowing how unhealthy they really are as a person? The word oh, you know, as a, as a former professional athlete, I can speak to that from, you know, a playing standpoint on the court is I never allowed another player to get to my head. And I always tell great athletes are able to take in information and noise and comments from those they choose to do so. There we go. Um, I personally tell athletes, speak the game and play the game off the court. You know, so if you're going to say something to your coach, that's one thing. But once you step on the court, it's all about focus. And, you know, personally, I don't quote-unquote trash talk. I don't believe in it. I believe in allowing your game to speak for itself once you're on the court. When you're in huddles, when it's during a timeout, absolutely fine to talk about strategy. The moment you step on the court, let your actions do the talking. And the best way to respond to someone who's quote-unquote verbally trying to, you know, take you out or take you down I personally don't care because I'm going to come back and block your shot. That's yeah, how go. I respond. Thing, you know, I don't even... Carolyn, our show is over. <laughs> yeah, our show is over, but you know, that's life. That's our life all over the planet. We have to be like I, what I do and out there in the world, and you work uh, every day, and you have to learn how to take it, and um, you may have to be healthy. And I, I don't give excuses to people that um, they're incompetent. I think they're not healthy. And whenever anybody talks to bully, or th- I think I want, I think they should be thinking about something that there, there's some weakness about health issues that are causing. But you shut talk. This was a good show today, Carolyn. You really know how to be a teacher. And uh, so if you ever want to come back you. on and be. If you want to come back on and be a teacher again with what life is all about, we sure appreciate that. You you be successful, and we know your faith is with you, too. I so appreciate being on. If, if I helped someone or if I inspired someone today, I feel uh, very fulfilled. So thank you for having me on. Well, thank you, and happy 2020 coming. Yes, it'll be a wonderful start to the new year, for sure. Okay. And God bless. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. Did you learn a lot? Boy, we did. But life, and, life is all about performing in everyday life. Carolyn is good. Carolyn Moose was a very good special guest. I want to thank you for listening. Put a child's heart in your hands every day. There's no such thing as an imperfect child worldwide. And make children your priority. Every day, all children, your priority to make sure they're healthy, happy, getting a good education, and they can be visionary and dream. Thank you for listening, and we wish you well. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour. 
health, environment, and the power of water. Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com.